Patriots, it's Sunday, January 15th, and tonight we've got a really special interview, a conversation with Brian Kahenick, who has not been on for about eight months. In the meantime, he's put out about three new pieces, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on in his life. So I just had a really, it it was one of those really enjoyable conversations to have, and I'm just really happy we had it. So before we get started, Make sure that um, you're taking good care of your wealth. We got some crazy people up in the world these days that want to destroy everything, and we just can't let that happen. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turned a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings in retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. 
Here's what you need to do. Text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There is zero obligation to make this request. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Birch Gold. Again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. This is the best way to start the new year. Text BARDS, 989898. You will not be disappointed. So tonight, we're going to have a great conversation, like I said, with Brian Kahenek. You're going to hear some clips from three of his new pieces. Those links will be below the podcast. Highly encourage you to support him. He is doing some great work, and just I think you're just going to enjoy this story. So without further ado, let me introduce again, it's been a while, Brian Kahenek. Well, Patriots, I'm really excited tonight. This has been almost, oh, I don't know, six, eight months since we've heard from one of the great guitarists, truly, of our time. One of the great parts of Bards Fest, and that's Brian Kahenek. He has since had a lot of life changes, which is awesome, all good stuff. And he's come up with two new pieces, if you haven't picked those up. I've played both of them on the show. We'll talk about those today and the whole thing, but let's begin with just getting Brian caught up. Brian, how are you? I'm great, brother. Thank you for having me back. It's great to be with you and the beat ads and the Bards Nation, man. Man, it's, it is good to catch up. I mean, I, we were just chatting before the show, as you know, and it's just, it. you sound good. You sound so much better up in that wonderful land of Montana, where there's real men yes. and not soy lattes. <laughs> Dude, this, it's low on the soy latte for sure, my friend. Um, in fact, this morning, I, I was offered a, an amazing invitation to go out with the the Black Powder Club up here was having a big shoot. They have a monthly shoot. And they invited me out, and uh, I went to shot flintlocks and, and ball, cap and ball today. And that's the first time I've ever had a chance to to do that because normally it's cartridge stuff or just whatever you target shooting. And, and these guys are amazing up here, man. You know, it's just a lot of like minds. And these guys are decked out in the, in the full fur and they're period correct. And these guys are making their own guns and. Uh, it's it, it just it blows my mind because it kind of just sits right at home for me because I I just the way I dial in my guitars they're dialing in their guns and and just it's that kind of passion for the, the tools that you you do and uh, so I, I, my hand still smells like black powder and it was just a real blast and you're right man I, I feel like I, I do sound better here and it's been quite the the change and there's been you know, ups and downs and, and all that stuff but overarchingly man there's something very spiritual about being here and that the frenetic energy of Los Angeles, just, it erodes your focus. Um, and, and it, and it, more importantly, it erodes your, your, your faith in humanity <laughs> because the stupidity is just thick as, as you can imagine. And coming up here, I feel like I'm back in America. Dude, that's really awesome. That's really awesome. Did you, when you're um, shooting, I know you sent me the video this morning, which of you shooting, but you, yeah. there's that delay with black powder, isn't there? Talk about that. Yeah, the, the flintlock, well, the cap and ball is more, more of an instantaneous combustion, but the, 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 the flintlock, it's like you got to, you, you put the, the powder in the tray, you bring the, the cover down, and then you got to make sure that that flint's just right between the pinchers on, on the hammer. And uh, 
It's yeah, because you're on target, okay, and you're just you breathe into the shot and you just squeeze the trigger, and then the hammer drops, and you're just like it feels like an eternity before the whole thing discharges. So you got to really be conscious of keeping the, the the sight right on your target before the thing goes off. And you know how hard that is because that's I think it was it wasn't a fifty cal. It was like going at almost like a sixty or a, even a bigger ball at that point. We had a hunting load in there, so it gave a nice little you know, uh, kick to the shoulder. So uh, it's awesome. It was, I've never done it before and I've always wanted to do that. So, um, doing Montana things in Montana is cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. It is, right. I, well, you know, you know, cause you know, my, my dad grew up in Custer, which is out East. And, yes. Uh, and my granddad had a, um, had a ranch out there with sheep. And then we had the, there was another, his, I guess his brother had a ranch out there as well. So I've got a lot of good time in Montana, I guess I should say. And, yeah. And it's there is something very special about the traditional Montana, not the current Missoula Bozeman Google stuff, but it is there is something very special about Montana. Yeah, you're really not going to find the realness of I mean my folks moved here in 95 and so I've been coming up here on and off for holidays and summers and stuff and really the summers especially here in the Flathead Valley are just magical. It's the perfect temperature and just sitting out by the lake with the guitar all day the the inspiration is just there for the picking. It's pretty amazing. And I mean, you're not going to find real Montana on Yellowstone or you know, any of that stuff. It's uh, it's in the, the locals that have been born and raised here. And that's the guys that I was hanging out with today. So it was a real humbling honor to hang out with them, that they would invite me into their sanctum of, of uh, what they do. And so it was a, a privilege to hang with them and do that stuff. And, and that's the thing it's there's a real community here and we've met some amazing people and, and my amazing wife, Jill, she's so good at going out and, it, and connecting those things. I, if it was up to me, I'd be in the studio all the time and I'd be a hermit. You know? So she gets me off my butt too, which is good. Did they bring you into the sanctum and then make you brand your chest like they did on Yellowstone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually it's on, it's on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I swear They've, they they right. just go yeah. off the rails on that whole it's 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 great. Those guys, the sense of humor is just classic, man. Yeah, classic. Good. So let's talk a little bit about just some of your life changes. You you've you made some a big move because you went from L.A. crazy L.A. and you've gone yeah. back to your roots and you're up near your mom. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we're here in the Flathead Valley, and uh, it's I, as far as Montana goes. I've spent a little bit of time in Bozeman in the South. I've got some friends down there, and I haven't spent much time in the East Side. Um, but, uh, we decided just like after the nuttiness of two years of the Rona and in, in LA, which was just, you know, everybody's on the Kool-Aid and, you know, and I, I have to give props to Jill. She, she and I walked into Whole Foods one day and she's like, I'm not going to wear these darn masks anymore. I'm just done with it. I'm like, good, good. And she led the charge, man. So we walk into Whole Foods, she takes the mask off. And I think I've told you this story before. And she takes the mask off. And this little drone dude comes from the front door. And she's like, ma'am, ma'am, you're going to have to put your mask on. She's like, no, thanks. And she just keeps walking. And, you know, it really goes to show if you just are that bold and just like it was on, like on your show the other night, there was that young man, that video, uh, the cop stopped him. And it was the sobriety checkpoint. And he's like, you have no probable cause to pull me over. And I, I right there with you. That kid had balls of steel and I, I applaud him because that's what it's going to take to get out of this mess is, is being educated. And I was totally on board with that whole premise, man, because that has been my goal is to be more a more educated citizen and, and Christian as well. No, I think that's wonderful, right? I think that's what's solid. And we have to get back to those roots. 
yeah. where, you know, there's that strength. And, you know, part of the problem we have is we get into places like the cities, and I've lived in Philadelphia, and I've been up, spent a lot of time in New York, Washington, D.C., those crazy places. And you, you get around these rule-driven societies, and that yeah. and it produces this other level, which is this soy-based skinny jeans, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the, the $120 T-shirt, um, to, and, and, you know, that whole culture where you go for a, for a break at work and you spend 20 bucks on a special coffee that's pooped out of the backside of a rhino, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but it's like, it's uh, savory, exactly. savory. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. And, and you're just like, okay, uh, we got to get back to some wholesome living. We really do. And when, once we get there, I think from my opinion, once we start to put our feet back on the ground, yeah it's a pretty fast return to the soul of who we really are. Man, that's the truth. And I, I feel like that's kind of where we were planted here. And the people that you talk to here, and it's that, that old school Montana is, and I wouldn't call it libertarian. It's, it's a live and let live mentality here. And that's what I think that we've lost a thread of that. It's because if it's the live and let die, then if you don't do what I tell you to do, or you don't do as I do, then, you know, uh, then you'll suffer the consequences. And um, that's not the mentality here. And I'm very lucky to be here, you know, I feel like, uh, because the people, I mean, that said, I've got some amazing friends that are still in LA and I hear from them a lot. And I miss those jams because I've got a lot of buddies that still do the Thursday night jam. And I miss that, but I, I don't miss the the bustle and the crazy and getting back to my roots. Cause I mean, I come from a small town in Texas and this is, it feels much like that. And so it, I find myself, in a mental and a soul space of just being able to hear uh, the, the music so much clearer. And it's just, I don't have, I, I don't even have to second guess myself when I'm walking in the studio. I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. I know, you know what instrument I want to use and I know what kind of, it just and the production tools that I want to use. I don't sit there and, and just kind of uh, mess around. I get right to, to the point. And that's really, I think, what it is to be connected uh, to, to God and, and your faith a lot deeper. And that's been a real great thing, too, here, because a lot, there's a lot of people of faith. And, um, and they're not just, they're walking the walk and talking the talk, man. You know, it's, it's really cool. Now, I think that's the whole thing. And you just kind of hit the key thing is in a lot of the cities, faith becomes a brand. Yeah. It becomes something I do. When you get into the rural communities and more of the traditional America Faith is life. Yes, it's, it's it's one and the same, right? And these, it's you know, we met a lot of folks at the the 4-H club, and um, and uh, Jill, she's kind of hooked in with a lot of local farmers and stuff because we want to start sourcing our food locally. And you know, we, we've invested in a half a cow um, last year, and we're stocking the freezers up because there's something. It's like we're like something big is coming. I'm like something big's already here. It's already affecting us, and it's, it always cracks me up. And it's like, well, you know, next quarter is going to be a recession. It's like a recession. We're already in a recession. In fact, we're probably rolling into stagflation. Hello. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's like well, I don't know what you know pipe you're smoking, but it's like you probably don't want to lay off that for a while. It's a true. I mean, everybody keeps looking outward to like when it's going to happen, and it's like. Why don't you look around? I was, you've heard me on the show. I mean, we, the real inflation right now in the stores is 50 to 70%. Yeah. That's real inflation on, on basics, eggs, meat, milk, butter, those sorts of things, cheese, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, bread. I mean, that, that's 
50 to 70% inflation. That's not a CPI of like, let me, let me wash this with some bleach and uh, make sure you it look and polish this turd and tell you that it's only 8%. <laughs> 8%. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like, no, that's not what it is. You know, this is real. It's hitting Americans hard. And then that's hopefully forcing a direction, which is exactly what you're saying, of kind of going back to the basics of growing some of your own food and sourcing local. That's the key, right? That, absolutely, man. And, and I, I have retired officially from polishing turds, Scott. You know, my, my, my Hollywood days are behind. Well, you know, to the, to the people that actually are making content that aligns with my beliefs, then I'll get involved with. And I, I actually did a, uh, I was offered to cut uh, sound effects for, uh, Sean Froik's uh, movie, uh, Super Spreader. And so that came out. It's funny because the sound supervisor calls me from LA and he's like, nobody wants this gig because you know, they don't want it on their resume. I'm like, well, pff, sign me up, dude. I'll do it. I mean, what do I care? I'm already canceled. So you can't cancel me twice. <laughs> <laughs> so good. We'll do that then. Thank you. So it was really fun to do that. And um, I think it came out really great. And that was a nice thing to do. So, but I'm really, I'm really, Focusing mostly on music, and Jill and I did a song for Christmas. We did a rendition of "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel," and that that hymn has always been just—it's—it's it's a bittersweet, um, just—it's bittersweet, and it's like you can kind of put yourself, you know, back, uh, you know, in, in the day before you know, Israel's waiting for Christ to 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 come and and then now we're at that we're waiting almost for the second coming at this point it, it, it seems and kind of depending on how you want to interpret things but and I, I feel like the second coming is our own realization that we've lost touch with it and once the the large majority of people remember what that is to come back to faith come back home um then i think that's when christ comes back into our heart and, and it lifts us up and that's what will change. And it's like once the majority realizes it's the majority, then it's game over for these people that are trying to destroy us. composition a little bit because that was inspired thank you brother. and i i will tell you honestly uh I've, I've listened to all your music and your 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 composition is incredible your your post production on what you do and your, your refinement of editing is is off the scale thank um, you man. you have an amazing way which is i've always said you've got in a way of taking basically creating a three-dimension within within two speakers which is hard to do yeah because you really do a nice job of imaging and so that one in particular was it, it had the it had the Holy Spirit in it? So talk a little bit about where that came from, because I mean, that that's a big deal. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because you know I played it for my mom, and, and she's a she's 
she's a pretty big critic, you know. Um, and, and Jill is too. She can sit back and, you know, if anything south of cheese, she'll call it out. So I've got two big uh, kind of benchmarks to, to raise up to there. And I just, I'm cruising around and we're like, let's make the record again like we did Old Holy Night back in 2021 or 2020. Yeah, 2021. And um, I was like, what are we going to do? And I, what songs do we want to do? And we're going to keep this traditional or we're going to kind of go into more secular stuff and and Jill's like, no, let's keep it traditional. Let's go Christian hymns and make it just like that. I'm like, hey, great. And we didn't have a whole lot of time because Jill was actually headed back to the East Coast to hang out with her mom because she was having surgery. And so we had basically it's time for one song. And I said, okay, I need to pick very wisely here. And I went through all the different kind of incantations of each one. And I, I hit that tune and I was just like, this, this is the one. Because it just speaks of the longing that we all, I think we all feel right now of, this kind of release of, especially for justice to come uh, for these people that have just upended everything that we've ever known, which it's, it's been a tough time. And that, that bittersweet kind of longing uh, it's like the refrain reaches down into the weak hearts and pulls us up and into faith. And uh, so we see the certainty of the end. It's like, uh, that's it. And I think if you can just hold on to that understanding that this is not the end, this is only a spirit in the material world. And after that, it's going to be even better. It's up to us to uh, work every day to follow that narrow path to get there. Because if we don't, you know, it's like I'm no judge and I, I'm no jury. And so I try every day the best I can to be to treat people fairly in the golden rule, you know, right from the book of Matthew, you know. And um, so that song, it just and I know it when I'm playing it. And I, I grab the chords and I've got an arrangement that's in an old songbook. And I'm like, I, this key's not going to work. And so I lay down the guitars in, in, a, in a certain key and I'm trying to do the vocals. And, and Jill's like, nope, nope, that's not going to do it. And I'm like, gosh darn it. So I got to go back in and re-record everything up a whole step uh, higher because my voice wouldn't just go that low. And that's when it really hit. Because I was just going to do an instrumental version. She's like, no, you got to sing it. And I was like, okay. Because as you know, it's like I, I, I sing out of necessity. And um, I, I'm finding myself, and I think the Lord has given me a lot more confidence in that department just because he's putting it on my heart to do it, which when that happens, then you don't really worry about anything, you know? And so I, I, the, I always write on acoustic for the most part first. And I just sat down and got, to, got the rhythm and I got the feel of the acoustic part. And then I started singing it and I was like, it, it came out in like two days and it was pretty much done. And um, so I'm very, very grateful that uh, he, he put that on my heart to do that song because it just, it felt right. And it felt like so perfect for the times that we live. Well, it seems like the perfect song as well for the first one you put out since you got to Montana. It really does. Thanks, man. I, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, your voice does sound a lot more solid. I, and, and I, I don't, I, and it's not a criticism to anything you've done in the past. Sure. You just, you just have a, there's a deeper anchoring in that piece and it really comes through beautifully. Um, and like I said, there's really a lot of Holy Spirit in there with that. And it's it's really one of those compositions. When when you sent it over to me and I heard it, you know, when you get a piece and you just, you got to replay it, not because you didn't hear it. It's because you, it's like it keeps giving. That's yes. what you did. That's one of those, right? Thank you, man. That's that's a big compliment, Scott. And that means a lot to me because I the, my favorite music is stuff that you can listen to a thousand times and you hear something new every time you plug it on, you know, and that's what inspires me to keep doing this craziness, you know. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, no, it's it's really something. I mean, I, just as a kind of a recent rediscovery um, and just a, someone we, we both respect, which is Ted Nugent, but his yeah. piece, Fred Bear. 
that's another one of those because I, I literally like rediscovered that after the interview the other night. Not that I didn't haven't known it, but and yeah. it was like one of those songs that he's got, and that's the same. You've you've got similar things in your work, but he's it's that guitar work where it's understated. Like that's there's a yes. lot of understated in Fred Bear, and yet there is so much in it, and the story is so powerful that it just opens like it opens your heart up to something new. That's to me the same type of effect with O Emanuel, which you did, because it's not a new song, but it was a rediscovery no. in so many ways and the layers that you put into it just, and that's beyond you. That's that's playing where the I instrument agree. becomes something greater than yourself, right? Absolutely, brother. And that's that's when you're in the zone. And um, it's, it's it goes into that thing that I've discussed before is, uh, you know, if you're in a room full of musicians and you, you're in a jam session and you, you catch a wave and you just kind of throw out a chord progression, everybody just starts going. And you may jam on the same thing for like maybe a half hour or something. Nobody's really keeping keeping track of whatever, what's happening. We're just having a good time. Then at some point within that jam, man, you really hit the, the, the stride and all the hearts in the room are, are, are in this, on the same vibration. And it, it feels like everybody's levitating and that's God working right there because that's the only way it can be. And so you walk away and it's like, it's, it's cathartic. You go home and you're just like, I mean, through the whole Rona, it, we, you know, being basically shut up in your home and you can't walk the streets because, you know, the, the Stasi is going to come out and get you or something because it was just insane. And it just going to those jams and coming back, it really kept me in the place of, uh, of groundedness. And, and the guys that were with me, they were all, we all had different ideas of what was happening. And, uh, and different ideas on, um, you know, how to solve the problem, if you know what I'm saying. And I didn't agree with any of them, quite frankly, for most of the guys. But that's okay. We didn't cast stones at one another. And we both, re we all respected our own opinion. And we did we weren't scared that we were going to somehow compromise one another, which was amazing. And I think that's God working too, just to give us the opportunity to be together in that space. And everybody put aside their fear and put the music first is, uh, is so huge. Well, it's the other thing too. You're kind of hitting on it, and as, you know, I'll call it more. I'll frame it more in my terms. We've been through a pretty rough, almost three years now. Oh, which, yeah, uh, coming out of that, it, there was just there's so much anger and frustration, and yeah, uh, on their side, we'll say hatred because there was plenty of that to dish out. We're out here trying to save people, and by the way, we were doing it for free, less a lot cheaper than the doctors were charging you for trying to kill you. So that, there you go, right? Um, and it left a, it created a difficult dialogue in every bit of creative. Yeah. It, it shaped, I, and I think you probably agree with me. I think it impacted music and impacted uh, storytelling and, and, and it, it, everything was of this kind of high burn octane out of necessity, but it was a, it, it didn't leave a lot of space for those deeper, um, more impactive and uh, melodic and loving aspects to what, creatives do, the creative does would you agree absolutely it was really tough to find people that could kind of get past the fear part and um, get back into where I mean, these guys and i've known these guys for decades you know and uh and they, they to their credit they were just, they felt the same way i did so i think that's the power of music that when you're speaking a language that has no real words it's just it's 12 notes and your heart and soul and that's pretty much what you're coming with now certainly lyrics are added on to that and all that but you know, you're, you're coming at it from a, you're speaking a language, a language of the heart to the, to the other person. And then everything, it just, fear just goes away. It, it's gone. And the room is lit up. And I mean, it got to the point where, you know, towards the end there, we were having 50 people show up, you know, 
it was just started with three of us. And then like if people got word of what was, what was going on. And that really kind of led me to believe that there's a whole lot of people that don't believe this you know, bull hockey of what's being pushed out on the, uh, the mainstream media. So, and that, that gave me hope, you know, that we were going to finally, at some point in time, God willing, in you know, near future, at least reach a consensus that, that the mainstream media has to go. Oh, well, yeah. We could all agree to that. Every time you say that, the only image that comes to mind is the little tidy bowl man in the little white suit in his white boat. You know, it's like flush. Yeah. We're going to need a turbo, you know, corporate flush on that one, dude. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you put out another new piece just, and it's uh, Midnight's, Midnight, or is that right? Midnight Sun? Is that right? Yes, sir. Midnight Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful composition, really to your roots, right? I mean, that's really kind of your, your. deep passion of just beautiful blues and rock guitar right in there. You know, I, I'm a big, well, I, you know, we had, we lost Jeff Beck this week, which is a big musical loss. And he was a big influence on me and kind of later in my the guitaring, I guess, and when I was in my more formative years, um, but like David Gilmore, um, Vince Gill, Mark Knopfler, guys like that. Um, I mean, obviously Stevie Ray Vaughan and a lot of Texas blues and things like that, that Hendrix, of course. But, you know, I, I'm trying to, what I'm, what I don't want to do is I don't want to re- I don't want to try to reinvent the wheel, but I want to, I don't want to do just like, I'm going to do a blues record or any of this. I want to take all my film experience of composition and sound design and mixing and all those cool effects that, like you said earlier, give you that 3d space in the mix and take you to a place, especially if you're under headphones, if you're going to do that, which I highly recommend. Um, and just take you to, because it's amazing about Montana. If you sit here on the top of the summer solstice, you can sit on the back porch here and you can literally see, the moon and the sun at the same time and it's it's dark but it's not dark it is the midnight sun and it's almost midnight at that point i think it goes to about 11 30 or so but if you go north into alberta um you'll get that midnight sun for sure and you get the northern lights and so there's something just it does something to you it really does and it just it's amazing to see that and it's it's impossible to put words to so that's kind of the reason another reason why it's an instrumental i think um and then also over the summer last year, I put out another song called Big Sky Lullaby. And there's a there's a um, an island out here on Flathead Lake that I go down to and I hike to. And uh, hiking here has just been incredible. And so I just sit there and get really quiet, turn the phone off and just listen, you know, and try to hear the heartbeat and breathing and do all those things to let the stress go. And 
let the the light in instead of because you know a lot of times you know we're looking at the train wreck dude on the phones and the telegrams and it's just like holy smokes how much because it's really you want to see what coming next and you have to deprogram yourself from that uh more often oh, yeah. than not and so that that song just popped out big style lullaby and it's another guitar instrumental and i i think what i love to do most is play guitar and so for me i, I that's what i'm just being told in my soul to do right now i've got another one that i'm working on i've got two more songs i'm going to finish as instrumental guitar and then the next adventure is i'm kind of toying around with this idea it's called adventures of 432 and you know you and i have been talking about 432 in the studio 432 and the more i think about it it needed to germinate from inside of me in a place where i could really let it grow and la wasn't the place because that's so 440 in your face <laughs> you know going a million miles an hour it's just it's a marred bunch of bs yeah, it's, it's kind of like taking a rotor hammer and putting it under your nose to clean your boogers that's, yes exactly I mean, that's that's la that's, and i think that's mm -hmm. and I, well before we jump into the 432 thing i, I want to go back to your big sky lullaby because that's a, it's another great piece i, I just want to dig into that a little bit more so <laughs> I mean, you talked about the hiking and the and the uh, mm -hmm. out on the island, but was that then your first piece you released um, when you got up to Montana? I, yeah, it was, and that's um, we had gone uh, camping up in Glacier for like a week, on and off. And so we go to Fish Creek, which is on the west side of the park, and then we did uh, uh, we camped on St. Mary's side, the east side, and then we did a, a dawn patrol get up, and we went to, to hike the Highline Trail, which is insane man you know i've always wanted to hike the high line and it's just it was the perfect time of year it was late august and um you know it's it, doing that hike was jill and i we had such a good time and but normally what you do is it, it's just kind of like a, a gentle just slope all the way down for probably about 11 or 12 miles till you get to a pickup point where you take the bus back up to your car but jill and i were like no let's let's go down to the chalet which is about i don't know eight, eight miles, eight, nine miles, and then hike all the way back. So we did almost 20 miles that day. And uh, when the vistas are just like, and you get vertigo, just you, it's because there's sheer faces that you're just looking at. And you're like, man, if one's false move and that's it. You know? So, um, but I, I think that that song and kind of I've got off track here is big sky lullaby. It's sitting at the lake and just taking a chair and just putting it right next to the lake. I'm really, really lucky to be close to that. Uh, to that area and we just I mean it's so quiet and there's bald eagles flying all around you and it's just it's just nature singing to you and it's just lulling you into this sense of, of getting to who you really are and getting rid of all the layers of frustration and disappointment that are, that the world now just wants to lay on top of you especially when you're living in a big city and I'm praying for everybody that's in those big blue cities right now because the uh, just the velocity of the decline is getting pretty breakneck and I'm so glad we got out. Um, 
and that that tune is just it, it's a it's almost like a it's it's an R and B almost a soul tune that I wanted to write because I love old soul tune soul music and Motown and so it goes right into that and it's it's a guitar instrumental as well I used a Les Paul on that tune and um, this new song Midnight uh, Sun my buddy Trent from Crown Guitars in Bernie Texas he made I've known him since I was four years old and he's made he my number one electric guitar he's made it's a Stratocaster kind of. And uh, he made for me to play a Bard's Fest, but we went acoustic instead. So, so yeah. And also, um, to, to circle back on that, Midnight Sun, is uh, Gary Backstrom, who I met at Bard's Fest, he gifted me a 12-string acoustic. And uh, I used that on uh, Midnight Sun as far as kind of like the big mix candy on the choruses. And, um, so I'm pr- saying prayers for him. I think he's not well right now. So Yeah, we will. We need to raise some prayers for him because he's yeah, that was an amazing gift. He was really inspired to get that to you. And uh, and then he and he did, and then that's very unfortunate where he's yeah. at right now. So we'll definitely raise prayers for him. That's a tough piece. Right on. So really, really the paint, picture you're painting though. I mean, you made the comment just a second ago, like you got off track, and I'm I'm going to say no, you didn't, because what you're painting here in all of this are this is this new inspiration that's and it's coming through in the music. You've been talking about your hiking. You're talking about the vistas. You're talking about time by the lake. That was not on your discussion plate in LA just so I can say <laughs> no in fact when we went to go hiking in LA we got our catalytic converter stolen so yeah <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> that's just epic right there it's like you're in the environmental zone and someone is stealing your environmental protection yeah. that's great I love it the, oh. the irony just can't be beat but that's no no I think you've just you really have mapped out nicely here this whole new level of inspiration and and what I'm hearing from this too is that you're you're really trying to dig deeper into it with what you're in your composition. Is that fair? Absolutely, man. There's a lot of things that you can like. I'm going to plan to do this, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write this, or I'm going to do this project. And you sit down and you start, and it's like it's almost kind of journeyman workman like. It's not like you said from the O Come Emmanuel was just God was like you're going to record this song and I'm going to show you how to do it, you know. And it's like I'm going to everything that you've learned that that you've done in the past working for the big Hollywood studios and all this other stuff, you're going to take that and put it to good use. And uh, that's and I'd like to say that I'm taking that 440 money and converting it to 432 money because um, that's where you know a lot of people that are stuck in corporate America right now are they're not happy and they know what's going on and. Um, so hopefully you've got a side hustle that you're taking that those paychecks from corporate America and you've got something that you're passionate about that can hopefully you can step off the boat onto the shore and, and get off the, the, the ride because, you know, there's a failure, failure cascade coming to corporate America that's going to be epic that nobody ever really thought about because I spent 20 years of my career in corporate America at, you know, Disney, Warner Brothers, uh, DreamWorks, and you know, there's a lot of great people there, but there's at the top, everybody's passing it off to the next guy. Oh, he'll deal with it. I don't have to do anything. I can sit here and, you know, find a double knuckle in my nose and do nothing all day and somebody else's problem. And that's, that adds up to almost an existential crisis, which is where we are now. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. So let's get back into that 432 initiative, because I know that O Emmanuel was recorded in 432. And I, what I really wanted to yep. point out because it's important you and Jill came up with a logo. Yeah. It's and it's it's more of a mark than it is a logo. Exactly. But it is the mark of 432 and and it's it's really awesome because what you were what we talked about and what you guys were trying to push forward on that was to 
use that as a designation that becomes a symbol of recognition across anything that is done in 422. Yes. Is that fair? Absolutely. We want to try to get people aware of that. There is a huge market difference in 430 and 4, 432 and 440. And putting that, we call it the halcyon standard, because when you see that, it's it's not just it's not just vibrations, man. It's a it's a way of life. It's a it's a frame of mind. More importantly, um, that those vibrations in your mind, you know, it's like free your mind and your ass will follow. This is the old statement. So, uh, right, and um, yeah. and open your heart. And when you do that, it's uh, the thing. Things change dramatically, um, and it's amazing how just one one shift of a paradigm and then you just see things in your heart just goes, Oh, I get it now. I, I was, I was focusing on the wrong things and now, now I get it. And you can proceed without any kind of roadblocks or turd polishing or any of that stuff. And so, yes, that Halcyon standard, we want to try to get musicians and other folks that it doesn't even have to really require you know, music and vibration at that point. It can be a mindset of when you're, you're writing, you know, it's um, it is a, harmonious state of being and while you're putting things down and that is basically being aligned in your faith being aligned um, in your body and your soul and um amazing things happen when, that, when those things come together so let's talk about the mechanics of 432 i know people ask us a lot is like there's there's a lot more to 432 than just saying okay i'm going to record in 432 you and i had a lot of conversations yeah. about that previously talk a little bit about that and just let's let's dig, dig into it a little bit let's talk about the guitar let's talk about a piano Let's talk about uh, other instruments that might, a, a bass. Yeah. I mean, these are the classic stage instruments, but even like a saxophone. So, I mean, what are what are the type of challenges that are once faced with, with 432? You know, it's, the, I think the biggest uh, hurdles that are right now in front of us with this is just that trying to overcome, when you, you show up to a group of musicians, uh, and I've been meeting a few around town here, which are some great players here, um, is they're all tuned to 440. And so I come to my to this jam with a 432 guitar, and I actually have met a few guys that are starting to you know fool around with putting their guitars into 432, and that's really a very simple um, way to get there. So what you're doing is you're taking your A string on any instrument, and you instead of 440 hertz, you're going to take it to 432 hertz. It's it's 0.33 cents uh, down from uh, the original 440 tuning and it's just that much most tuners will do it now i think which is that's a nice sign because you and i both talked about the peterson tuners which are fantastic yeah. and they actually can really get in there and they you see the subharmonics and all that stuff while you're tuning as you can sit i think the peterson at the time even like a year and a half ago were the only ones out there that would handle it if i'm not mistaken i think you're right man and now that i've got a couple of old ones like some snarks and they don't do it um so to see that kind of change and you're seeing that in the tech and as we always know it's like the, when the tech starts to change we're seeing a sea change at that point um but I, and i'm seeing more people talk about it which is great so to you know i'm sure i'm not the first i'm not the first guy to be here to do this but I'm, I'm trying to bring as much visibility to that standard as we possibly can because i think that standard raises so many questions right why are you why is 432 more important than 440 well let's take a historical look back and see why and also a scientific look at what this actually does and i was having this conversation with the guys at the uh, at the range today about these standards you know because they were telling me about all their stuff and um so to go right more to your, towards your question once you tune that guitar to the a string to 432 
you know, everything else is tuned to that string. So all the other strings are referenced to that A string on 432. So basically, if you're taking a guitar at standard pitch now at 440, you're going to drop the whole thing uh, 0.33 cents or 33 cents, I should say, down. So you're detuning that much. And so that starts everything off. Okay, so let's say I'm going to go in and I'm going to start a new song and I've got the, an idea and I've got the acoustic part laid out, which is usually pretty much how I start off. And I'll go in the studio, hit a click track, and um, I'll lay down the, the acoustic part just to map out the arrangement. And then I can start you know, dreaming up what kind of percussion and drums I want to put on it. But that, that guitar is laid out at 432. It's tuned to 432. So everything that I add within, you know, if I'm going to have, uh, you know, plugins like piano and, and all the other special effects and bass, I tune my bass down. And so what it does is it, it changes the physical aspect of the guitar in the sense that there's less tension on the neck. And so you have to adjust the tension on the neck. And a lot of times you're going to want to change your string tension at that point too, because you want to maybe up your string tension. And uh, that changes, you know, and guitar tops, and you think about the woods they're choosing, you know, you get, get these amazing luthiers out there and they're knocking on wood and they can sit there and put their head up against a piece of sick of spruce or something, you know, on an acoustic top. And they're like, oh, that's like a, that's like a, you know, 335, you know, or something. You're like, wow, how did you do that? And they'll tap it and they'll put the tuner up and it's like, it's right on the butt. So they have that kind of tuned ear, that relative pitch or perfect pitch that can kind of, they understand when you pluck a note over the top of that bo the top of that wood, it's going to sympathetically vibrate along with that note. So it's all about sympathetic vibrations. And this goes in and, uh, you know, goes into like medical research and all these things that there is so much practical knowledge and vibration that can go to fix so many things. You shoot to a bass frequency and a mid or a treble frequency into, let's say a a bacteria or um, uh, some sort of pathogen, it's going to break that membrane up and it's going to kill it, right? So <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways we could get around this pharma situation. Um, and it goes, it's so deep, much deeper than music. And that's why I say it's a state of mind because we are solely missing out on so much uh, intellectual property that we've been lied to about. And once we start rediscovering that, that's when we really make the big change. And I think that, I, you know, Jill and I are trying our hardest to, to bring awareness to that fact and make people ask those questions just by the music. And hopefully our music inspires them and moves their heart enough to go, wow, that, that really did something to me. What is this 432? And how can I get, what can I do to be a part of that? You know, and that's why I think adventures in 432, um, we'd like to go out and into the, you know, on our hikes and take some video and come back and just listen to the sounds of nature take some of that video and come back and I can come in and lay some music across that and just make that kind of an experience of like, how did I feel when I was there? What, what would I want to put as a soundtrack to that moment, you know, and um, do that kind of a thing. And then being, almost be in a post-production realm and it's uh, the right visuals meeting the right audio. So in the capture of this, these are questions that I get asked a lot. I'm just going to put them to you since you are the king expert on this. Um, Someday. When, you, when you're doing the sound capture, yeah. How is it coming in? Is it coming in as a 440 or are you, are you setting up your, your recording base as a 432 or is that all post-production after you capture it? That, you know, as far as if I'm capturing just in environments and uh, stuff like that, it's, it's of its own frequency at that point. When you're talking about timber and, and, uh, and vibration on a, on a guitar, if you're doing uh, melodic and, uh, and, and polyphony and those kinds of things. You have multiple uh, notes playing at one time. It's uh, when the A is tuned to 432 and not 440, that's where that starts. It's, that's the very inception of it, is making sure that instrument is tuned to uh, 432. And that's, that's when 
you know, the whole band is tuned like that, then okay, everybody's in 432 at that point. Now the drummer, that's a whole nother kind of question because he's, he's tuning his kit um, to also match what we're doing as well. If you think about snare drums and toms and uh, kick drums, and they, they all have a tone to them and they all have a pitch. And so the, the tighter you crank down on that drum head, the more the higher that pitch is going to be raised. You can perfect example is you look at a guy like Stuart Copeland from the police. You know, he's, he usually plays a piccolo snare with a traditional match grip. And he tunes his, his head, top head, pretty, pretty tight. And so he gets that really big snap and pop. You know, whereas you go like a rock drummer, he's going to take a bigger, deeper snare and tune, detune it a little bit like the Rival Sons or somebody. And that guy's going to get a really big, fat, throaty sound. Um, that said, a great drummer is always going to be tuning to the pitch of the vocalist, I think. That's my opinion as a producer and, and the guitars. So the guitars come in, we're tuned to 432, and we're, we're playing our stuff. And, when, and then you think about some of those, like Tool, I mean, and some of those amazing, the Tom riffs and stuff like that. I think Danny carries the drummer and uh, Adam, Adam, Adam Jones. And those guys, they're exacting on what they're doing. And uh, it's amazing when the toms are tuned to the guitar, how beefy and fat that is. And because if they're not in tune, it just go, kind of goes away in the mix because you're getting comb filtering. You're getting non-sympathetic frequencies that are fighting with one another. And the comb filtering is is causing a, a phase cancellation. That makes sense. Natural sound, though, it's just what it is. And then that's, Correct. And then you're going to tune your, as you bring that into post. Yes. What you, your output is going to be making sure that what that whole piece that you've done matches that 432 frequency is that correct yeah the music is going to be 432 and the, and the natural environments will be um you know just straight up what what they are in nature and that's and here's the kind of funny thing about that is that we're in the, since we're in the digital realm we're not really getting a one-to-one -one transfer from the microphones into the recorder like your sound devices i mean that's that's an amazingly pure recorder you've got and certainly you know most humans are not going to hear the differences between uh you know sample rates but you're thinking about it's it's that sampler that that converter on that digital machine is is taking a picture of the waveform coming in at, at a certain speed, right? It's like 440, uh, I'm sorry, at uh, 441 or 48k or 96k, and all those sampling rates. And the higher rates you get, it goes off into the stratosphere. And I, quite frankly, I think that uh, 96 is cool, but unless you're going to actually deliver everything in 96, I feel like it's kind of pointless. You, it's better to be at 441 or 48k because it saves hard drive space and really. It's kind of a, a six, one half a dozen of another. But um, that said, I, and I, that's a good question as far as like the sampling rates and how that would affect how it chops up certain frequencies over others. I haven't jumped down that rabbit hole, which is really thought provoking, Scott. <laughs> so that's something I need to do. Well, yeah, it's, it's one that's been running through my thoughts a lot, which is the, the control that we have in the studio to bring things together in a 432 frequency versus what we're capturing in that ambient sound. And, and you know, you know, one of my goals here, and I think you, you, you've kind of alluded to it right here because what you're talking about is, and I can just, I'm, as you're talking, I'm, I'm visualizing this in that space that you like, say mm -hmm. up on that Island up there, right. Where you're yeah. doing acoustic yeah, and you're tuned to 432 and it's, a, and it is a, the whole recording yep. is done there. Meaning that it's it's not there. The studio is yes. just a refinement, but the Nat sound is captured simultaneously with your acoustic, and because there's a there is a symbiosis that occurs in the creative, 
when you're there and, and when anybody's there where you are, what you're playing will it subconsciously or inspired, however that is, Holy Spirit, you're going to be mm-hmm. feeling and that pulse and that beat of that environment. So there is a very interesting layering of sound oh, yeah. that has a, a potential of layering of sound that is, especially as you talk about these journeys in 432, and this is this is just as you as you know very well. We've talked a lot about this. This is just one of my passions to see, like, sing with mm-hmm. a single musician. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's like you on acoustic, sitting in an environment that you're passionate about, and bringing in just the experience and the spontaneity that comes from the environment, tying in with your composition and your expertise on the strings. I think there's something there, and what's amazing about that is as we're talking of 432, we're capturing a natural sound in, in which we're taking your tuning of 432 and we're overlaying that with the perfection of nature. Yes. I don't know what that looks like yet, but that is, that's really inspiring to me. I agree, man. And, and the funny thing that you say that it, it stirs in my mind, in my, in my thoughts that when you're out in the, in the world, and I think the best part of this really kind of hit me here. It's like the best part of being here is the fact you can get lost in the world here. You can go be anonymous out in nature. Nobody knows where you are. You, know, you don't, there's no, there's no cell phone service. There's uh, nobody's going to come get you too. So you better have uh, some grizzly bear mitigation devices. Hanging around. So there's that too. And it, it's, if you sit out and, and that kind of quiet and it's like everything just disappears and then you can take the same five, you know, chords you've been banging on for years on this one song you can't quite finish. And all of a sudden the answer just lays right in your lap and you're like, Oh, that's, and it could be just a simple, way you picked it different or you you know you just are you i moved this one chord over here and now it's cool or i played that chord twice as long or whatever it is it just you don't have to sit there and think about it it just it there it is and that's the best way things happen is like it's you're just unconsciously doing it because you've done it so much you don't have to think about it and then the mute then you're actually speaking through the instrument you're not playing the instrument you're speaking through it and i got a really great compliment from a really good buddy of mine that uh i respect a lot in the guitar world and he he laid a big one on me because he said man you're really speaking with the guitar and and um that makes me very happy to hear that because that's been my goal since i picked it up was i hear all these melodies in my head but my fingers and my my knowledge of the guitar over the course of time had to come up to the um, point where it met me where I was in my, in my mind and it takes almost a lifetime I think so it depends you, there's people that are idiot savants that come out and you know they're they're shot right out of the cannon man they're just the perfect pitch and there's and I think that that's amazing but normally those folks don't have a lot of balance in their lives I think you know it's like somebody like myself who's a journeyman is always constantly learning and trying to perfect what I do um, I feel that now I'm at the point where I, I don't have to really uh, force it. It's just, it's either going to work right or I'll just wait until it, it does, you know? And so being out in nature facilitates that. And I'm, I'm 100% with you. Well, the piece that I did for the Christmas special, and it was just the, the whole piece of the, my trip from the house out to the property. Yeah. It's great. It was real interesting to me because that, well, thank you. It inspired more of what we're talking about here because with that, we was the blending of the natural sounds the, the and none of that was brought in that was all that sound capture right so it was the it's the road noise when you're driving yep. it's the it's the unlocking of the of the of the lock and the chain and how these create their own stories and their own transitions the visuals are one thing the visuals add the dimension mm-hmm. it's another layer of information that we need but in the sound of peace even the cows 
end up as they're mooing end up creating a transition and also a a another part of the story the language as the track of emery is playing there right and it, it's and it as i was doing this i'm mm-hmm. like man like if you were literally like composing and and you can imagine the the, the and we're not talking about the normal. I don't think people realize, I wouldn't say people don't, but I think a lot of people don't understand that when they see people in nature, they're actually not being recorded. They're usually doing lip sync to something they've done in the studio. And 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 what we're talking about here is totally. like a complete composition in the natural environment where it is yeah. the, the, it is resonating as one piece. And, and that accomplishment is literally turning the world into God's perfect studio, right? Yeah. That's that's it because you can sit there and and it depends on where you are. And here's a, a funny kind of a, a note that we're we're hiking one day and we're in this kind of like a, in this kind of cavernous place where you wouldn't think there would be a whole bunch of echo, and it's and you you just like snap your fingers and you could hear it bounce off the mountain uh, and it was so clear as day. I could hear people across the, the, the divide over on the other side of another mountain over in the Jewel Basin. I could hear them plain as day and they're probably a mile away, you know, or more. And it's, it's just, it was fantastic to see that. I'm like, and that, that's fascinating because there's, there's something that's happening with the wind and the frequency and the way the, everything is kind of bold in that little, that spot and i was just fascinated by that joy i was kind of sat there going wow you know and that's the- well, i'm going to throw this out real quick because I, I want you to just keep going with that i mean imagine if you know your environment that well and you've already identified those potentials right yeah and now start thinking about different instruments and voices placed in different locations yeah and how they're literally when we want to talk about like a voice on the wind it is literally a voice on the wind isn't that be something oh yeah it, it tells the story right there and it, it, it's it's amazing. You're going back to what you're saying as far as putting that tune and and all the the natural environments to the piece you did for Christmas. And it's amazing when you take a, a let's say a, a video that you get and you take a piece of music and you slap it on top, right? And you kind of got a vibe for the pace of of what you're doing and the subject you're doing it at. You throw this piece of music on top, and it's ama- it's uncanny how sometimes if you pick the right piece, if you're in sync with what you're trying to say on the video and you find the right piece of music or whatever it may be, you throw it on there and it's just like the sync just, it just, it just works. It does. You know, no, it, does. It, 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 it blows your mind. Yeah, it does. No, that's a, that's one of those amazing things that when you hit that groove, um, you feel it. And it's, I, I know, you know what I'm going to say right here for me. And I don't know what, I don't know what your particular physical reaction but when it's when you're in whether you're in post or whether you're filming, that would be my my connection to this. When it, it lines up, it's like an electric shock, not shock, but a stimulation down the spine. I can feel it literally from head to toe. Yes. And when it comes together, it's just like, oh man, it's there. Yeah, there's it is the it is so hard to even describe that feeling, but yet it is so incredibly powerful when you sing, when you're in it, because that's the zone right there. Brother, you just hit the nail on the head. Yep. That's it. It's awesome. It really is, man. It, you know, it's like, there's no, no, no drug can touch that. That's why it's like, you know, all the rock stars and stuff, they get strung out on drugs because they're like, they're trying to, to replicate that high or that, that, that connection. And you can't do it, man. It's just like, that's only nature and, and uh, a sober mind can understand where that's coming from. You know, no, that's the truth. Absolute truth. So what's on the, what's on the near horizon then? Cause you've got, you've got the 432 thing that you've, are you 
pushing forward with that next, or you've got other songs on the docket? I've got well, I've got this uh, idea that I, I've got probably now enough for two volumes of full records of instrumentals off all my old previous work. So I want to go back in, and it just hit me when I when I did Big Sky Lullaby back in June last year that I want to do a some re- remix and remastering of my old catalog of just guitar instrumentals. And I want to kind of like honor what brought me to the, to the party in the first place. And it's going to be called six string dream volume one. Um, and I'm going to have probably two more new songs of just guitar instrumental. I'll put on that and then I'll do volume two, maybe next year. And I'll go back and take a few more of my old catalog and do a few more new songs. But I, I want to get to this adventures in four thirty two and I'm not going to say just meditation music because there's, there's tons of that out there. I want to try to take very simple, simplified arrangements and not make it so orchestrated and just find sounds in my library, my sample library that just, and I've got some stuff that'll blow your socks off and just, you know, just sit around and, and hang out for like, and just play. I, I can go out and I can take my laptop or just hang outside and just with some headphones, those amazing Neumanns, that, uh, that you gifted me, my friend, which I'm so thankful for, because that has changed the game of what I do um, when I'm recording. It's just, it's a one-to-one. I hear what's, what I'm hearing when I'm recording. I take those headphones off. I listen to, to the main speakers, and it's the same thing. So that's that's a big deal. I'm glad they're working out. They, they are. I'm wearing a pair right now. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to describe why you would pay that amount of money for a set of headphones until you put them on and then you're like i, I get it <laughs> you're like you're, then you go what are, how good the thousand dollar ones sound <laughs> yeah, exactly no. that's a that's a problem and it's pretty amazing too i mean the fact what you just said is if people don't do this a lot when you literally take your headphones off and you hear in your monitors the exact thing or you hear in live the same thing mm-hmm. you're like Wow, that that's that's pretty incredible. So yeah. that's that's a pretty good hat trick, brother. And I, it's a, so what's next is d- diving into my library of sounds and just starting to go fishing for all the cool stuff. And and maybe it's guitar, maybe it's not. Probably won't be a lot of guitar on this, but I want to take people just in, in on a trip and and be have like longer pieces, like ten to twenty minutes, where you can you know, sit back, make dinner and press play. And you're not going to, it's, it's background. It sets the mood. It's setting a vibration of your environment. And that's kind of what I want to do um, next. And I think Jill, she's on board with that as well. And we're going to, on top of that, we have this kind of longer vision that we've been talking with Brad Cummings um, of the founder's Bible, which is such an amazing document, dude. And you, that's another amazing gift that you gave us was to say, in fact, I've got it open right now to, to Matthew seven right now. Um, nice. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I we want to kind of start thinking about you know, working towards a founder's hymnal to, to be a, a company with that. We've been in touch with Brad, but we don't really quite have exactly what we're going to do yet. And I think the first thing that needs to happen with that is potentially a document that is documenting these hymns. And because when I went did a manual, I went back and I read all about it, and I wanted to know about it more because I've just been kind of a peripheral knowledge, and I hear it during the holidays, but I want to understand where this came from. And so I can make it where it needs to be. Cause if I have the full information, then I know what to do. Um, and I think that this, um, a, a founder's hymnal to go along with the founder's Bible at some point would be just a, a, a epic thing. And, and to measure up to the benchmark that, uh, you know, that uh, David and Brad did with this is just, uh, it, it's such a challenge. It would be amazing. No, that, that's an amazing concept and project. I think it would be super powerful. You caught my attention on this which is we've talked a little framing you did has really caught my attention. You're talking about creating 
I mean, in that one project, you're talking about creating sounds to shape environments and set mood is what you're talking about. Absolutely. And that is something that I feel like can go along with medical diagnoses where you, if you've got, you know, high blood pressure or, you know, uh, any kind of maladies and ailments that are given, you know, from our modern life, which are legion, of course, and just hit play on like, say uh, you've got an hour's worth of material and it's not going to, it's all, it's not going to change volume. It's not going to like interrupt the vibe. You can have a great conversation over it. And and it just sets the mood for what you want to do. Cook dinner, talk to your friends, whatever. And I, I, that's, I've been cruising through Amazon and all the different streaming services. And there's a lot of these kinds of things out there. Um, and some of them are really amazing and some of them are not so inspiring, but I want to kind of see what, what's out there. And I want to, I don't want it to just be like a bunch of singing bowls hanging out and it's just like, Oh, it's some Buddhist kind of temple, which is cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know singing bowls hang, hung out together. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. They're, well, they're, <laughs> we, we have three here. So that's, there's three. There's a big one, a small one and a medium one. So they're sitting there. So yeah, they're, they're a trio. <laughs> yes, they do hang out together. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it needs to be something, I think, a little bit more, a lot, lot more simple, a lot more stripped down. But at that point, the, the, the soundscapes need to be engaged. If you want to sit there and engage and listen, then you'll be taken to another place. But if you're just sitting out in the room and it's setting the mood, it's like putting on some uh, candles or incense or something like that. Well, and, there is, you know, what's really caught my attention here is, and, I, I, and I'm with you, that this is not in itself a new idea. No. Because, there, but... What you're the the twist you're putting on this is the 432 frequency, so you're using frequency and vibration as a as not only an environmental reset, yeah, but as a as a mood shaper, and that is healthy and healing. I mean that that's really significant right there, and it's not just like the 432 stuff you find on YouTube that plays for 16 hours of somebody coming up with some digital garbage and sending it out there. Correct. These are very intentionally designed. Yes, I, I'm anxious to see what you have on this because this this is inspiring. This is really good. Well, thanks, brother. I, I've got one that I started like back in November, and I keep getting sidetracked, but I know I'm going to put my full attention to it very soon. And um, you're right. There's a lot of stuff out there where it's like some guy with a sequencer and a and a, and a, uh, a sound engine. It's got he picks a few things, he puts some MIDI notes in, he just lets it run and print for like three hours, and it doesn't really matter what it is. That's not what I want to do. That's not my intention. I'm gonna, I'm taking layering sounds. And so taking you in, in and out, there's, there's going to be ups and downs, but they're not, they're going to take you slowly in and out of those peaks and valleys of, of, I wouldn't say drama, but just kind of intention and um, make it different. I mean, it really is. You can give the same, you can give Clapton Eddie Van Halen's guitar. He's going to sound like Eric Clapton. Right. And that's the point, you know, it's like, everybody is different. You are a, you're a unique and special individual. <laughs> so you have a, a unique voice and everybody does. And so that's the difference. And it's like, well, it's already been done before, but no, it's not done by you. And how are you going to do it? Cause it's, and there's nothing new under the sun. It's all been done before, but not really. If you want to put your own heart to it. No, I agree with that. That's really fantastic. Well, Ryan, this is awesome, man. It's uh, great catching up. Um, we always close with a prayer. If it's okay with you, I'm going to close with a prayer. Please. Father, I just want to thank you for this really blessed meeting and just inspired once again. You just this is such a gifted uh, one human being, Brian, and what he can do with his creative and, and what he can do in bringing melody and joy into the world and healing. Just ask for the blessings on him and and Jill as they continue to move forward, just to elevate up the hearts and 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 the inspiration in so many with just the the melodies that truly are 
in so many ways of the Holy Spirit. And we just thank you for these sorts of gifts for all of us in such a time right now that we're challenged with having to be able to trust in everything, including the sources and types of sounds that we surround our life with. This is yet another one of these reminders that truly as you call your children to the line, as we as you raise up this army, that the way that this army is formed is unlike anything we've ever imagined. The gifts and talents of the strings become an instrumental part of everything that we do to weave together this beauty and joy in the world. And so we thank you for this meeting. We thank you for this conversation. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, brother. Boy, that was nice, dude. Just a really good catch up. I'm really excited about what you got going in this in this new year. And I and you need to keep me in the loop because I, I really want to I want to feature a lot of your work if you're op- open to that. Oh yeah, I think it's really important. Thank you, man. You know, you're such a you've been such a great positive force in and that and giving us an outlet too to to have people listen and and give them uh, what we're doing because you know it's like. If a tree falls in, in the in the forest and nobody's there, it doesn't make a sound, you know. And, and that's the hardest part about being a creative person right now. It's like it's like you're yelling out there and nobody's listening, but except for your audience and uh, the B dads, they they listen. They know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, and people are waking up. I, and it's really it, it's a it's an honor to be uh, have my stuff and Jill as well to have to be listened to by that like that or really listened to, not just kind of like flippantly, but it's it, we do things very intentionally. So to have people understand that is a big deal. It sure is. So, Brian, I just want to thank you, man. You guys are just an inspiration. Really happy to have you on today and, and just look forward to everything that you're doing and just uh, more more conversations like we have. So thank you, man. Thank you, man. I look forward to talking to you again and the B-Dads as well. All right. It sounds good, man. God bless. God bless. Well, Patriots, that was Brian Kahenick and uh, just one of the really inspiring talents that has come out of this last five years or so of just Patriot Awakening. As you probably know, he was, uh, he's been a senior uh, audio or sound and audio engineer for Disney and as well has done some amazing compositions in his own right. So his music is inspiring. And a lot of what he's doing is in, in that effort, as you've heard him say, is to lead the effort forward in, in getting people to the 432 standard. And, and that's just that's going to be a big initiative for this coming year. So I'd encourage you to check out his music. The links will be below the podcast, supporting where you can. It's great stuff. Um, I really enjoy his work tremendously, as you can tell, and, and equally with his friendship. He's just, he and Jill are just great people. If you are new to uh, Bars Nation post Bards Fest, the song Coming Home, which we'll play tonight, was done for Bards Fest. He composed that specifically for that. So uh, pretty cool. So Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom, subdue the many, subdue the enemy. Yeah, something like that. Definitely do subdue them. And uh, mission forward. So, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. As always, we'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
Chasing mountains I can't climb Holding out for heroes in the night I find myself here in the dark We learn to fight and learn who we are But I am raised up to face the stars Full of light And we are Out of my mind. 
makes you shiver and I chase the winter 